Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Players Are Loud. Today, we got another amazing artist and musician, Aaron Cox, is in the virtual house with us today. And um, Aaron is, man, he is an incredible, prolific uh, singer, songwriter. Um, he plays so many different instruments, I can't even keep up. He's, he's so talented. And uh, in my opinion, one of one of Nashville's finest gems as, as far as uh, as far as artists go. And um, yeah. I've been lucky enough to to know him for for many years and, and been working with him on his own shows. And uh, just so glad you could be here, Aaron. Thanks so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Glad to so, do it. So you are um, you are on actually my my favorite song on, on this new album, The World is Loud. And uh, there is a there's quite an interesting evolution to this song that I wanted to give a little bit of backstory to, but the song is called The Locust. And um, back when, before this album really was officially kind of in a vision state, you and I were, were connecting on, you know, some some possible collaborative stuff with songwriting. We talked about starting a project together. Um, mm -hmm. We, uh, we got off to a little bit of a start, but then, you know, life is what happens when you have something else planned. And yeah. And so I, I wanted to just kind of quickly tell the, the the story behind the song and then just get into more of, of specifically what's been happening with you and what's going on with you. But um, those of you that, that hear this particular song on, on the record, the um, sort of improvisational ad libby kind of ethereal vocal stuff that's at the beginning of the song and throughout, I think the, the first and second verse, that's Aaron singing. And Aaron is, Gosh, man, you're such an amazing singer. Um, Thanks, man. When we first got together, I think I had a, I had a, a a riff that was on the piano in seven, and we were just like messing around with with different melodies. And, mm -hmm. and I had an SM57 microphone. I put it in your hands, and you just kind of, yeah. you just started improvising. <laughs> yeah. And it was incredible, and the feel, it, it, just the sound of it was incredible. Well. That was kind of the end of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we didn't we didn't connect again, and that um, was our entire collaboration. Yeah. So we've got we have this long standing hour long history of working together on right now. That that's not entirely we, true, but we had a lot more planned that we were wanting yeah. to do. But yeah, but that yeah yeah we did, and so I was glad um, for what we did. So so months went by, and I dare say years. It, maybe maybe couple, almost maybe. two years went by. Yeah, I think so. Um, before that song, I, I continued on it. And mm. ultimately what ended up happening, as some people know from listening to some of the other episodes, originally I was I was going to be just hiring hand-picked vocalists, you being one of them, to sing right. on a portion of the tunes and also hiring guitar players to play on them as well. Um, fast forward to when you know, the album really, uh, you know, started to started to take shape and I, I had time and momentum to work on it. That all changed. And, and um, I, based on the encouragement of some folks, um, very gracious encouragement after doing pre-production vocals, ended up keeping those. And mm. that ended up being the, you know, the, the, the main vocals for the record. But when this song, The Locust, was constructed, the 
the stuff you did could not be left behind. And so this really was an opportunity to still have you be a part of this song mm -hmm. and um, just keep the spirit of our collaboration before yeah. we even ever, before there were any lyrics written or anything. It was just right. so cool. But, but can you just, um, I don't want to say too much because I, I want people to check this out and I want them to, to, mm. to hear it. But can you just talk a little bit about uh, about what was happening in that just one session we did together <laughs> and then just kind of yeah. what you went on to do after that? Because because obviously we got we got separated by other distractions and stuff. Right. Yeah. And at the time, even even at that time, there was so much. Um, going on you know we were wanting to get together and do all kinds of stuff and you know write this out yeah and i just was fortunate enough to be able to be there i think i was coming for some other reason i feel like maybe we were there was a you were rehearsing we were doing something yeah and uh i just i love that song you should you said let, let me show you this little thing i'm doing i didn't know what it was gonna sound like i didn't know uh uh what vibe it was i knew you said it was you were wanting to do more of a rock thing which mm -hmm. i thought was awesome because i've been like so i first i first met you or i've first heard you doing your band thing i think at douglas corner somewhere oh okay incredible yeah. you know and it was just and it was I already knew mike uh whitaker and and so he was playing with you and it was just it was just probably the one of the most memorable experiences definitely at a local nashville show ever. oh thank you so much and, yeah. and just really quick to douglas corner was a was a true listening music listening venue that unfortunately right. is no longer with us because mm. i think unfortunately the the pandemic um you know did its its damage but yeah, yeah that was a great place for for people to play and yeah and, it was uh, awesome and and in fact yeah it was so cool because not i mean i don't know it might have been five years later or something that we did that show where you were playing with me and it was just and you'd help put together the band and all this stuff which was absolutely just it was a dream come true i thought about it when i was on stage just thinking man i was sitting here listening to you play thinking i didn't even know where you're from i didn't know if you lived here i didn't know anything i was just like this dude is the most amazing musician oh I've man ever. well and, uh, You're kind to say that, but um, I I do want to say now you know you just reminded me of, of the Douglas Corner show, mm -hmm. which was an instrumental show back then. And um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be a part of your vocal base thing, because you know sometimes that stuff it's it's interesting. We, we we talked in another interview about you know people sort of. Um, categorizing musicians based on their first impression of, of what they hear. Yeah. And we were, we were talking, I was talking with another, another player the other day about how sometimes, you know, it's, it's the, it's the unfortunate challenge of, of being pigeon, pigeonholed sometimes as being certain mm -hmm. genre specific type of player. Right. But man, you were always so gracious in, in recognizing that myself and, and Mike and some of these, these other players, you know, we, we, we loved doing things outside of that. That was a fun you know, Absolutely. Re musical release, but, um, yeah. So that, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. That show was well, you know, and that was the thing for me, like I was super inspired years and years ago because I'm a, you know, I'm a drummer. I love, 
all genres jazz was kind of the main thing growing up but then i love got into singer and songwriter stuff and i got into some rock stuff when i was a teenager you know I, that i didn't you know first it was more the jazz then my friends were showing me incubus and i accidentally ended up at a concert at like a big music festival and it was so amazing and i was just like this is so cool and so when so to to boomerang back to uh to our session that song actually when I first heard the riff it was piano and stuff but it reminded me it made me feel a little bit like some like incubus stuff or yeah. maybe morning view or something that just took me back to there and I was like this is kind of the mixture of the jazz music because the reason actually was, this is funny this, this is a little in between story I was when I was like 13 I was one of those just jerk musicians that had decided <laughs> that jazz was it <laughs> rock was stupid and it was that show that incubus show where I heard them doing all these like jazz interludes and stuff in between and this cool stuff and then just just kicking butt the whole show the rock stuff and I was it changed my world because mm. I'm just like 13 years old so when, when I was in the studio with you and you showed me that rip, it took me back to that because um, I was like, for one thing, it's like this, it's in seven, uh, eight, it's like seven, eight time. And it's got this just rock feel, but it's obviously got, you know, it's you. So there's going to be depth. There's going to be jazz stuff. And my whole idea with my own music and getting you and Mike and different people for me, I was super inspired by, sorry, it's like three stories in one. I was like super inspired years and years ago when I saw Sting when he first came out of the police. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't there, but you know, the video of that sort of a documentary and he put together all these jazz players that were actually big name jazz players at the time. And I don't know if you ever saw that documentary. I can't remember what it's Absolutely, called. Absolutely, man. Um, oh, he, yeah. really, he really changed the, um, in my opinion, he really changed the, the fabric of, of what uh, pop music could, could be. Yeah. And, you know, although it, it's not like genres weren't being blended before, but like you said, he brought by bringing the jazz royalty into the band and not just the jazz genre per se. Right. All of a sudden it 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 brings about this manifestation of like total legitimacy in, in you know, mm -hmm. the colliding of, of these different worlds, because. You know, yeah. culturally, there's 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 a different history, you know, be, between Sting and 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 each of these these musicians, and mm -hmm. yeah, so cool. That's a great example. Absolutely. So that was that was just one of those things. And I, I I think I might have been 20 when I saw that. So it was a long time ago, but it stuck with me forever, and um, and I just thought it was awesome. And so I, somewhere in me, I was always like, whenever I do my band thing, you know, I want to have guys that are just like off the chains they can play jazz and play all these different kinds of stuff and so that was that was a dream again a dream come true for me playing like with you at douglas corner doing all that so when you asked me uh to do here's the funny thing about that is when you said hey i want to do a project i want you to do some singing and writing it's gonna be rock like kind of almost metalish rock inspired <laughs> i don't know exactly what you call the genre yeah i was just like really yeah okay great yeah. that's awesome and then it, to come to find out that you just love that so much and so anyway like i said it's like three stories in, in one so i'm wrapping back around so we were in the studio and yeah you played that riff and it just i went back to that like kind of incubus just when i first fell in love with rock and decided that it wasn't 
it wasn't stupid music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I loved it before that. You sure, know, sure. It's awesome. It sucks. It's, you know, like 13. And I fell in love with it again. And I just, I don't know, I just got in this zone. Uh, and I, I just started doing some like harmonies. And because he threw the mic in front of me, I didn't even yeah. know what was going on. It's just like, yeah, sing something. Okay. And I got in that zone and did some layers and just, it just felt natural. It felt right. Yeah. And I loved it. I didn't know what, Man, I had no idea what you were going to turn it into later. It's you know? so cool. And, and again, you know, just crediting you for, so, you know, so much of the inspiration of, of the vibe that, that ultimately grew out of that. I mean, um, you know, what, what the listeners have to understand is like, you know, when, when I handed you the, this microphone, it's, it's like we're, we're sitting in front of speakers. I mean, from a, from a recording engineering perspective, you would never do master tracking in that way. Right. But those are the exact <laughs> tracks that ended, I ended up putting into the, the tune because that's, mm. that's all I had. Right. And it's, it's A, it's a testament to how amazing a singer you are because oh, even you. with this handheld mic which is most often probably used in front of guitar amps and on snare drums you know mm -hmm. i mean you know right. here here it was you, you singing had no problem shaping that and, and fitting it into everything else and editing in, in into the tune but um it's amazing how you know the inspiration you can't, you can't just take for granted, you're gonna have time to get your studio all set up, you know, turn on the computer, get all your perfect sounds, you know, get compression set for, mm -hmm. for the vocal and all that stuff. When inspiration hits, it hits. And you gotta, yeah. you know, right. advice to aspiring musicians out there. It's like, you, you need to be ready at all times because right. us, us creatives and the way our brains work, which is a blessing and a curse, but you know, the way it works, <laughs> it's like, if you don't, if you right. don't have something to, to capture that fleeting moment of inspiration, it might be gone forever. And there, I couldn't even count the number of ideas I've lost from just not being prepared to put things mm. down. And you know, you get, over, <laughs> you get over the regret of it. But so many players I talk to can relate to that. It's like, oh yeah. man, I had this idea, and now it's gone. That's absolutely true. And and sometimes even the performance itself, even if you if you are able to capture the you know the idea, yeah. I tell you what, I, some people may they call it demoitis, and there is a there is a truth to that sometimes. But I'm telling you, there's there's some stuff that I've uh, even on my own uh, record. I think the first record I did, where I uh, ended up keeping the um, what do you call it the uh, the scratch vocal, and, and yep. it was before the part was even really written yet. So some of it was kind of like mumbling lyrics and all this kind of stuff. And tried to redo it, tried to sing it the same way. I thought it was going to be better. I was like, it was like a year later. It's going to be better. You know, I'm a better singer now. I'm a better, you know. Didn't have Isn't that amazing, vibe. man? And it, was, and it wasn't set up sound-wise very well. Right. But we used it anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing how um, the idea, like the, the psychology or the mentality of, hey, I'm just laying down this scratch. Like uh, there's, mm -hmm. there's a few things going on. One, there's no pressure. Right. So the pressure's taken off of you. Right. Number two, you're not uh, you're not splitting your consciousness between wondering if, you know, you're, you're singing loud enough or soft enough or, right. or if, if the if the sound coming back in your in your ears is is, is good enough. 
mm-hmm. you, it takes away all of the expectation yeah. and the pressure of a performance. And right. ironically, that is for a lot of players, myself included, when you're the most free yeah. in terms of your expression. Yeah. Because a lot of, I, you might be able to relate to this too. I can remember on, on sessions um, when I started doing them, there, I had that, I had that red light phobia, you know, like mm. things would feel great. Like the musicians might be in the room and, and we're, we're rehearsing, you know, through the chart or whatever. Everything feels awesome. Okay. We're rolling, you know, from the control room. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I'm tense, you know, and it's, and, and that yeah. worked against me. And, yes. and um, same here. I had to learn, Absolutely. I had to learn how to, I had to learn how to embrace and have the expectation of the feeling of, of the being under the gun with the red light. And after a while you get used to that and then you relax in that, but right, it's so interesting. And what you're saying is just exactly mirrors that it's like, you know, if, if the, if the best take was the one that wasn't recorded the best way, maybe you need to figure out a way to, to make that work instead of being so yeah. dead set on, on redoing it. But mm-hmm. it's really That's cool, great. man. I want, I, I don't want to go too much farther without, um, singing the praises of, of your music and what and what you're doing, and I I think that my first exposure to your music was the the Wonder album, right? Wouldn't that have been yeah the first it was. sort of as finished thing that I heard from you? Recorded music, I think so. I yeah. gave I think I gave you my first. It's a funny story. <laughs> I gave you my first EP. Okay, and and my my imagination uh, told me that you went. Eh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who? What? I'm no, just kidding. No, no. You but, mean, um, well, as many you mean people, I threw it away. Absolutely totally, not. <laughs> totally no, as many people have, as have given me their CDs and stuff, I've got literally a trunk full of like 15, 20 CDs that I've never oh, listened to. But I didn't know you. You didn't know me. Yeah. That was the, I was just, when I went to your show, I was like, man, this is, uh, this, this, I just wanted to give you my CD. Yeah. And so, it was not long after that, maybe like a year after that, that I think we met again at that uh, Oasis Church. It was like a Christmas. Oh yeah, that's thing right. That Mike uh-huh. put together, that Willie yep. put together. I remember. And that. you were like in the house band, and I did this little acoustic thing. Yeah, yeah. This weird arrangement of actually, I've got that record that's on iTunes now. I finally ended up recording that. Cool. And uh, and yeah, it was just the, of. Um, what child is this? Uh-huh. And you just came up to me afterwards. And this was like, this for me was the, the nerd fan, the geek fan moment, <laughs> truthfully. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Because I, I played that song. You came up to me afterwards and were like, dude, I don't even know if you, you remembered who I was ever, if, you know, because uh, I'd just seen you in passing and at uh, your show and stuff. And, uh, and you were like, you know, you just said some really awesome things that and and compared me to a couple of people that I, you know, idolized that were some of the reasons, you know, that I started doing it as far as singing and and whatnot. And you were just really you were enthused. And I was like. What? Yeah, no, I, rem- I remember way. that. I remember that distinctly oh, and, and, and I was so blown away scary. and just, and just to back up a little bit, cause I don't want anybody to think that, that I, I dissed a person <laughs> so giving me a, a CD. Um, I did listen to your, you to your EP I totally and I, scared. and I was, and I was impressed with, with your EP. Um, 
You did. But, yes, but um, at at the time, kind of what what was going on was, um, and I can't remember like if if you handed it to me because you were trying to get players together to possibly play the music. No, I can't remember what this what, is before that. Okay, so I in in. Um, Mike had told me about you, Mike Whitaker, who we also have another interview with um, in this in this series as, as well. I th- he had he was the first person to tell me about you, and he he <laughs> he kind of described you, as, and I'm paraphrasing. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, man, there's this kid, you know, this like snotty nosed kid. He didn't say snotty nosed kid, but, you know, <laughs> like this this he was like painting you in this picture of like you know you were like a toddler or something, you know, just like you know, and he's he's got a lot of talent, man. He's, you know, he's, you know, I'm hearing him sing and, you know, he's, he's putting together songs and stuff like that. So it was kind of, you were kind of presented to me as, as someone who was just kind of still kind of formulating sort of mm-hmm. who you were and what you were doing. So when you handed me the, the EP, I kind of had this expectation of like, oh, okay, this is going to be, um, this will be demo-ish, you know, kind of right. thing, right? And and so when I listened to it, I was I was like, oh, okay, this kid is talented. <laughs> but I was <laughs> but I was still like, what? Well, what, what's he doing? And I and forgive me because I don't I don't remember the songs that, that were on that. Dude, was this a long was time ago. Year. This was maybe in the neighborhood of ten years ago. So okay. yeah, so it was a while back. So I was impressed, but there was, there was no, like, there, there wasn't an opportunity, like, there was no momentum there where, like, I ran into you again or, or or you were on a session. So it was, it was, it was literally one of those things was like, I played, I was like, man, this, this kid's good. And it left a totally positive impression on me, but then I didn't have any interaction with you. Oh, so then so when I, I didn't even know if you listened to it because you didn't know me. I was just a fan yeah. who gave me the CD at a show. Because like, I didn't know you, I wasn't really chasing you down or you uh, know, of course. in contact or whatever. It all makes sense now. But, but then when you, you've kind of crystallized the, the aha of it all, because when I saw you at the Christmas show and I uh-huh. got to see you do your thing, it was like, oh, Mike had had reminded, hey, this is that, that, you know, he reminded me who you were. And then I got to be right there. And then I was like, man, okay. Because there's something to seeing, you you have to admit, you know, like there's something, there's one thing when when you hear a recording of someone and it can, Mm -hmm. it can leave a, you know, incredible lasting impression on you, but there's a whole nother side to seeing someone in person and experiencing the communicative nature, right. communicative nature of their music at, mm-hmm. right then and there. And that's why I, you know, I really, I, everything I told you was sincere. I wanted to go out of my way to, to let you know, man, you know, you are, well, you're so gifted and, and, uh, you know, yeah, we get to that, work that, together. that was, that was truly the moment where like, I think, I think for the rest of the week, I was just like, I can't believe it. Oh, Adam Mitty yeah. loves my music. No, man, you shouldn't have been. You, you shouldn't have been surprised. And, and I, <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. So yeah, that was awesome. And then um, I think what happened. So I moved to South Africa just couple, like a couple of years after that. Maybe we talked. That's like so you had a show here and there. Maybe whatever. I came and heard you again. Maybe just doing y'all doing the the jazz stuff around town. I'm sure. And said hi. And then I was gone for a couple of years. Came back and handed you a CD. Uh, and that was wonder. 
And that brought us to that point, which, and I think I wrote my number on it or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I, you had my number before that. Man, and those of you texted me and I was like, ah, again, everybody out like, there has to, has to go after watching this interview and, and you have to go pick up wonder. It's man, that is a, in my humble opinion, that is a landmark recording, man. It's yeah. you, uh, Aaron, one of the things about him, and and uh, so my, my first my first impression of you, of course, was as a vocalist. That was kind of that, that was the first thing that that I I was hearing from you. Essentially, you know, was was your identity right. as a vocalist. Well, because it was a I was doing like a cover or Christmas stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, but what I didn't realize was how talented you you were at at playing guitar, playing drums. And again, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not too proud to admit, you know, I, I fell into the same, uh, you know, scenario that, that I was mentioning earlier about how easy it is, you know, our human nature is to sort of like, we get a first impression sort of like, if we, if we're not interacting with that musician or getting a chance to, to experience them regularly, you, that's sort of like your lasting impression. So in my mind, you're like singer songwriter guy, right? Because that was my first impression of you, but but oh my gosh, what finally getting to do the, the show with you and, and listening intently to the music and learning parts and all that. Um, I got to learn more about your genius and, and uh, you know, you're, you are one of those rare mm-hmm. cats that um, whatever you, whatever you pick up, you're able to make music with, and it becomes an extension of, of your expression. It's a legitimate extension. It's not a hack job. And that mm. I've, I've always, um, I'm, there was a, an interview, um, uh, Michaela Compton just did recently a radio interview for 89.5 in, in Tupelo, Mississippi. And when we, she was kind to go through every single song. I got to tell the story behind, you know, behind all the songs that I was telling her in that interview. How, how much I looked up to you as like a complete musician and just a great example and, you know, from where I'm standing of, of you know, it, you know, it's just a, a source of creativity, no matter what it is you're working on. So, man, continual kudos to you for, for what you do. And, and um, Thank you, man, that means yeah, man. I can't wait to I don't you, you need to tell us what you've been doing. And because um, I can't wait to hear the next thing that, that, that you got doing that, that you're doing. Well, I am just, uh, well, for one thing, first, I would just want to say thank you so much. And yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to be able to make music and to do it at all. And, uh, and to channel what I am getting, you know, I feel like I'm, you know how it is. It's, we're, we're not just, we, we can't really take credit for all of this. It's, it's, we're channeling what we get and uh, hopefully hopefully are able to put in enough time and, and uh, practice and strategy and experience to, uh, to do it until it feels like it actually sounds like what we heard in our heads. And that takes a long, long time and a lot of, a lot of mistakes and and years of being like, ah, so that's kind of how I feel about everything I do. It's like, you know, just, just get it to the place to where it sounds like it sounded when I heard it in my head. And, um, and yeah, everything, everything is like that. And so, and I just want to say that to say that that's why I love hearing your album now. Um, God, it's so good. 
So I've listened yeah. to it three times, um, and you just—I just got it in the mail. Um, what was it uh, like four or five days ago? And I, uh, yeah, I've listened to it three times straight, and um, in the course of like two days, and I'm going to listen to it again. I can't wait. Oh, that is also one of my favorite songs. I tell you what, oh, just thank general. you. I love that song, The Locust, and the whole album is awesome. It's incredible. It's almost um, uh, more of like. I don't know. It's it's got it's got vibes that I really like from different things. What would you say is the genre? What are you calling it as the main genre? I don't. I don't know. I I almost don't feel qualified anymore to 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 call out genres because now right. there's all these work. You know, like if you look at music, uh, um, music library access, you know, Spotify and iTunes and everything. You look at their genres and subgenres. It's just like right. Right. There I've never even heard of. I just call yeah. it a modern rock album. Some people call yeah. it a prog rock album. There's, you know, there, there's, there's no question you can hear, you know, a lot of the influences from when I was coming up as, as a player, but um, yeah, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Man, it's, it's really cool. It's, I mean, it definitely, it sounds like one of the cooler things that I would hear, you know, played on maybe the rocket or something, but that mm. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Cause I'm not a huge rock. Like I don't listen to rock a lot yeah. anymore or in general, but when I do, it's something that's really, really sticks out to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I do, I mean, I love like, I'm a, I love soul stuff. I love all kinds of stuff. You yeah. know, I just, I love everything. Yeah. Rock for me has got to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And yours is awesome and it's incredible. And, but it, something about it, it, I think the first track I was listening and I was thinking, man, for some reason, it almost reminds me like this. I don't know if it's the writing, the production, the singing, some kind of strange combination. I was like, this sounds like if Peter Gabriel was like mixed with, I don't know, um, like Alice in Chains or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, was something really cool. I don't know. I love that. I love that. It's so fun. Um, it's awesome. It's so fun as an artist. I know you can relate to this. To, to When you share something with someone, just to hear what does it bring to mind for them? Everybody's... Right. You know, everybody's got um, a different perspective. And what I'm learning even more now that I never really thought about before um listeners will you know may, they may put it into a particular category have a per, you know certain perception on a genre or, or a band that it reminds them of but you know as a lyricist isn't it incredible how people can interpret lyrics in different ways yes. you know? which i think is great honestly it's, it, is. it makes Actually. it relatable to that to that many more more people um yes and when i listen to your music um, man, you are an amazing, amazing lyricist. And thank you. Man. Where, where does that come from, man? I mean, you know, the, you, <laughs> you, you have this uncanny way of taking a really heavy experience or a really heavy spiritual concept and putting it into language that just it just pulls anybody in. I mean, where did, where in the world did that come from? Is it divinely inspired? Are you inspired lyrically by other writers? I mean, it's, it's, it's on a whole nother level. Ah, uh, that's an interesting question. Thanks. I'm glad, I'm glad that it's 
it's successful in doing that because that that means a lot to know that it that it communicated you know that that's huge huge for me um not even as like as like a a compliment to artistry as much as for i mean i know you're saying that too but which is awesome but for me just to hear that oh that it worked yeah (laughs) it's like it's great because to answer your question i don't know um with my music, anything I can definitely say, oh, my singing, you know, these are my favorite singers. I'm kind of a combination of this and this and this and this and this. Same thing with, with the tracks. You know how it is. I can say uh, this track might be a favorite, you know, this. And I can definitely know where certain influences come from with that. Lyrically, I don't have, I don't have anything. I don't have anybody that I can think of. I've got, I've got people who are, um, who I'm inspired by their their lyrics because of the depth of it, maybe because of what it said and meant to me. Um, and then there's there's people who I just love their their style of writing um, lyric lyrically, um, but I don't know if any of it specifically if I pull from any of it. But what I do know is that I'll I'll have an idea, a melody that'll come you know whether it comes like in a in a dream or or it comes just at a certain you know point when you're mowing the lawn or whatever and it just it just happens right and you capture that melody and you get it and it's it's sitting there for a long time a lot of people maybe go and say okay i'm going to finish that song now and if they can and it works then great like i think i heard john mayer say that like if he ever gets a melody or gets a song his main thing is just don't stop just finish the song right then which is awesome because i mean his um obviously his songwriting is fantastic and uh that's never been my situation and part of that's probably been because of the fact that i've been often i'll have these ideas when i was like at at a day job that i was at you know when i was younger and and had started writing i was i was like waiting tables and something you can't do that like running off in the bathroom you know right right so that stuff it might sit for years and years and you know how it is. Um, but a certain melody would have a feeling to it. Uh, it would have a vibe to it. And I would think I can't put any lyrics to this unless it matches the emotion of the music. And it's gotta be, for me, I always have wanted to write about things that would that were like the most important thing that happened to me in my life that year or that, you know, as far as spiritually um, uh, or just what I've, what I've learned, you know, I just, for me, it's just, if I'm going to write something, I want it to be very, not necessarily deep for the idea of deep, but deep for the idea of it's going to mean a lot. It's got to, it's got to make a difference in the, it's got to make as much of a difference for the person listening as whatever I'm writing about made for me when I realized it or when it was something that God was showing me, teaching me, yeah. whatever that was, that was so important to my life. You know, um, hang on a second, uh, decline. All of a sudden you're on stage. Oh, there you yes. are. <laughs> <laughs> about something that I don't care about. Just kidding. Um, uh, 
Yeah, no, and so that was uh, that was my goal. I, I started writing. Um, you know, I came, I moved to Nashville to be a drummer. That's what I want to do. And uh, when I started doing my own music, it was it was because I wanted to say something that was going to be really really important. And without that, I didn't care about doing it. That's why I had to learn how to sing. I wasn't actually a good singer. I couldn't sing very well at all uh, when I was like 17, 18. I had to become to singing wise to the level of what I felt like I would think was good if I was listening to somebody else. Sure. You know? And so my standard was really high as far as like as a musician, because that's, you know, I'd spent my whole life, um, trying to be really, really, really good at drums, practicing, 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 practicing. And so I was like, okay, I can't like half-ass the singing thing. So I just right. kind of, I spent, you know, hours, and it's a funny story. I, when I was like 18, 19, um, none of my songs were finished. Uh, they were just all little ideas that nobody had ever heard them, really. It was a secret. It was between me and me and God and me. And uh, it was, uh, and I still had a little cassette recorder i was still using that at the time um and yeah i was doing gigs playing drums and bass actually uh for a couple of artists and i was just making a little bit um i was making enough to just pay a few bills but not a lot you know Mm. what i mean um and not enough to pay like rent and um cover all everything else so i actually moved out of the house that i was uh in Cause I was going to have to, I was going to have to like get a job, another job, or I was actually ended up quitting a job. It was a day job. I said, I can't do this. I had a day job and then I had these weekend gigs. I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm paying for something that I don't care about living in this house. And I was spending all my time in the car anyway, sing, trying to learn how to sing. Cause nobody wanted to listen to me, learn how to sing in the house. <laughs> it's funny. It was a house full of drummers in the studio. And they were always bringing in awesome singers to come in and sing in the studio. And I said, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, so I would stay in my van for hours um that i that i you know that was my van it's my first car bought from my grandparents and so eventually so, i so you're so you, all of your singing rehearsal was done in a van yes that's incredible it, and I was that was your practice room say so what that was your practice room it's my practice room out of necessity because it was that bad that's so cool. and so um and so yeah i stopped i i quit the job and moved out. I got somebody to fill my my lease with the with a guy, and I decided I'm gonna like for it was almost a year when I was 19. I think I was 19. Um, it was a year after I'd moved to Nashville to play drums, and uh, yeah, I spent almost a year in that van, eight hours a day, like a day job. Wow practicing singing and finishing my songs wow and trying to also get good enough to at guitar to where i could play because a lot of the chords and stuff i was having to make up because i'd hear them in my head it's like i don't know exactly what that is so i'd sort of make it up and it was weird so i had to learn how to uh i had to learn how to to do all that and get it at least to the standard that was close to what i felt like was what I would expect if it was an artist I was playing for or something like that. I didn't want it to be way less, you know? So was the van and just I, parked I in the driveway or something? Or No, I had, uh, I did, I <laughs> actually, I parked a lot in the Opry Mills mall parking lot because they had a lot of shade. It was really hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah. also it was huge. So it could be far enough away to where even if the windows are like cracked or whatever, yeah. if I was singing really loud, people aren't going to hear me. They might hear it. 
a little bit. They wouldn't know where it was coming from. Right and I'm loving yeah. this. I'm loving this concept <laughs> of imagery. It's just, this. Is, that, that's really cool, man. I've never heard anybody say that before. Well, that you had a mobile practice room, and you just take yeah. it where you could go. And uh, yeah, exactly. Guitar, and vocals, and writing yeah. all. It was it was quite it was quite an experience. I put I took the seats out and put a little like love seat couch in there. It was funny. Was it a passenger a van? Like what kind of minivan? What what was it? Was like it? a Plymouth Voyager. Wow. Okay. '96 like Plymouth Voyager, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was seriously the start of my of my stuff was uh, was that, and that, that's how I began. And then, but anyway. All of that's, I'm sorry, this is like a massively uh, uh, ADD uh, train uh, of thought. But it is to answer the question about the lyrics. Again, I decided to do it. I remember there was a certain time when I was sitting, I was sitting there and I had finished the first song that I actually finished. And I recorded myself on that tape doing it after I'd finally gotten it down, right? We're practicing it for a few months. Finally got it just down. And I listened back to it and something hit me and it was just like, you got to do this. And it was because the lyrics, hmm. it was really because what the lyrics meant to me. Wow. And I said, I feel like this is something that I'm supposed to do. Um, I don't care about just being an artist for being an artist. I don't just want to be on stage and sing and just do this. It's great. A lot of, uh, there's amazing artists that I absolutely love. <laughs> listening to and and or even playing for and stuff that are very much just great entertainers and all this kind of stuff that do their thing but for me it was and by the way the reason i say this is because there's been different situations where people have you know record deals have almost happened and they try to change it and like, let's make it more this and more that and i was like i don't have a problem with this or that i like this or that but i don't care to do it I would rather play a drums for an artist that does this yeah. or that because I really love playing drums. But if I'm going to do my stuff, it needs to be this. Yeah, that's great. And because this is the only reason that I'm really doing my stuff is because I want it to really be able to express this stuff that I uh, feel so uh, has, has been such a huge thing in my life that God has put in my heart and put in my life, my experiences that I got to share that with people. And I feel like it's got to be shared in a way that's and produced musically in the way that matches the the um that just matches what i'm saying yeah you know however that being said ironically like i said earlier it starts it doesn't start with the lyrics first it starts with the music first the lyrics later will catch up and find a place and it'll just be that one line where the melody is is doing this certain thing and it feels really emotional it feels like it's got to be something important it feels like it's not, but i can't i can't think of anything to say there i would try to think of something to say think of something to say uh that sounded like it would work or be good and it just was never enough. And then all of a sudden, maybe two years later, three years later, I'd go through some kind of very intense experience in life, you know, um, and maybe learn some very important life lesson that just had to be, I had to go through that to learn that. Mm. Yeah, I can and relate then, to that so much for sure. Wow. Right, you know what I mean? And so, and then all of a sudden, this, and this has happened so many times, I'm telling you, uh, a melody that I hadn't heard, that, I, that I'd written, um, that I'd recorded on a tape or whatever, I'd been sitting around for a couple of years, hadn't listened to it in years, right as I'm thinking about what I'm going, what I've been going through and what I felt like I'm learning from it, 
and I'm just having that kind of moment, that sort of aha moment, that melody would pop into my head. That happened with that song, Just Let It Go, I remember specifically. Da, da, yeah. da, da. I was like, um, that melody just popped into my head and that I, I had remembered a couple of years before trying to think of something, some lyric to put on that melody. Wow. That, and it just was never, it just never seemed like it was good enough, you know, like, nah, whatever. And so I just left it alone. All of a sudden I'm thinking about what's going on in my life. And it's, I get this, you know, this kind of an epiphany about what to do. And that melody pops in my head again from back then. And just let it go. Just let it go. Oh, mm. gosh. that's the one. That's Very it. Cool. That, then it came cool. together. Then the song, then writing the verse, writing the chorus, all that happens in the course of a day or so after that. Because it's yeah. just like, bam. You know, that's amazing. So, Do you feel lot. as a writer yeah. that um, your your best work is born out of um, hardship and trial, or do you think that <laughs> that's just a that's just one example of of where inspiration comes from? I mean, I I sometimes I feel like it's the I don't know the the most. Um, the most honest or the or the deepest musical ideas what lyrics are not uh, lyrics are just music uh, oftentimes for me are just born out of having having to go through a, a, a tough situation do you do you feel like that some yeah i do I, I really do um i'm trying to think like i think almost everything that i've written about that i care about came from a tough situation mm. and you know, even the good stuff, even the happy stuff ends up coming from a tough situation that gets resolved yeah. and then that turns into a song. You know, that's like, I just think, you know why? Why, why do you think that is? I, I think it's just because of the level that, of emotion. Uh, that yeah. Those are the only times when you, when you feel something so strongly that music is the only way that you can really connect with yourself. Right. You know? Right. That's, that's great. I mean, I, yeah, you know, I think about this a lot. It's, it's, um, we can't, you know, we can't go through a life, um, interacting with, with people constantly and always just wear our emotions are on our sleeves. Right. You know, we, right. that that's in our, in our culture, people kind of look, you know, look down on that. It's sort of, it's sort of looked down yeah. upon as, as either, you know, a weakness or an annoyance. And, you know, it, there's, right. it's, you know, it's, it's like the, you know, Hey, how are you doing, Jim? Oh, I'm mm -hmm. doing great. How are you doing? You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's more, you know, th that's more of the, um, the syntax of introduction, you know, in our culture than it is, you know, true question of, you know, Hey, how are you doing, Jim? Well, let's see, I'm struggling <laughs> with, uh, my marriage, I, I'm my uh -huh. is on the thing, and then I went to the doctor. You know, it's like they maybe right. didn't want to hear that right all all at, all at once. You know, it's it's right. um, so so from from the day to day, it's like it's not even that we're trying to escape it necessarily. It's just that it's it's like there's a time and a place to be able to kind of open up, and it seems like with That's music. True, yeah that is a really appropriate place to be able to stop, take yeah. a breath, open up and, and channel these things and express them. And, you know, yeah. cause for, for a lot of artists, myself included, it's like, I, if I'm, I'm not necessarily great at being transparent 
with with emotions and just you know uh, speaking to, to someone, but it's a lot easier for me to to channel that through through music. And if I don't have that, uh, it's 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 like a pressure cooker that just you know keeps building. Right. And it's like it it has yeah. to be expressed in some way. Yeah, and that's and that's a that's a creative and positive way, you know, to to express. I feel like is very positive, and that's something I was thinking about just recently. Uh, is you know a lot a lot of times, obviously we've learned things that are true about your thinking and your speaking that are important, like the law of attraction, and just in general, like negativity. You don't want to think about a lot of negative stuff. You don't want to think. Um, yeah, whether it's the law of attraction, the Bible, it's, a, it's, you know, every psychologist or any religion always talks about the same thing. You don't want to focus on negative things. You want to focus on positive things. You don't want to say negative things. You want to say positive things. So I've kind of thought about that recently. It's had a, a little bit of a dilemma, like, well, how come like the negative stuff comes out like in music? but feels so positive. Now I'm not mm. talking that there is negative music there sure, is sure. that is producing complaining and negativity. That's different, but it's when there's something that's sad that or, or you just are experiencing this. And like you said, it's the time and place. Like you wouldn't necessarily just talk about that, but why is it that that can be such a healing thing when it's put into a, like, it's like it's the song is just like a painting, you know, it's, just, it's, it's put into this thing and it's stamped as this, this happened at this time. And this is a story. And now it's like a little, it's a product, you know, and, and it's a product is, is kind of, it makes it sound less valuable. It's, a, it's a, it's a piece, it's a piece of art that expresses something that happened that was important to to be expressed and released yeah i don't know why it is but when you hear somebody just listen to that say that certain lyric that just hits you and it can be really sad like jason is i've been listening to that guy lately i don't know if you've heard much of him but man it's not this type of stuff i would necessarily listen to it's kind of folky country but yeah that guy's been through a lot, you know, yeah. he's struggled with uh, a lot of things that he's just very open with in his music. He's, you know, a lot of like, he's overcome a lot of addictions and uh, depression and lots of things, but his songs, like when you hear a certain lyric said that is maybe the saddest feeling that you've ever felt yourself and you hear somebody else say that thing, but sing it with just the right melody and and in just the right moment and the right mood and it catches you, it's a healing experience. Yeah. I think a, it's a it's, relational thing, you know, to, to your point. Yeah. It's for, even though in our culture, it's, it's maybe not, you know, common to just dump our emotions out in, in our, in our basic interactions. Um, culturally music is a safe place for us to communicate those things. And I think right. when, when somebody conveys hardship or, or deep felt emotion through, through music, the listener doesn't feel as alone and not being able to maybe share because they, right. they relate to, I've, 
this was, wow, that's a really deep heartfelt pain that's being mm -hmm. sung about or, or conveyed through, through the instruments. I've felt deep pain in my life. I relate to this. It's like a, I really do think it's like a, a in some ways it can be like a redemption of, of loneliness. I'm not trying to get too heady, but it's, it's a connection. Yeah. I, I think ultimately yeah. the reason why music is so powerful, no matter how crazy our world gets and no matter how things change, it still, it's, it's like the universal safe place to, to share in our struggles, um, in our victories and everything in, in between and, mm -hmm. um, wow. and different types of people because of their different types of experiences maybe relate to certain artists or certain genres because they, because right. those are where they find that, that connection. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, this is what I refer yeah. to in my, um, in my wandering mind, I, I refer to this stuff as like the intangibles of music, you know, the, the things that you can't write down on a staff or in notation. Right. But they reflect what is the communicative nature of, of music. And I just, I, I meditate on that a lot. And I just, mm -hmm. I go, I sometimes I get lost in thought wondering about how that stuff works, but um, amazing. But yeah. it's very real. Yeah. yeah. Very real intangible perhaps to us yeah. right now with our five senses that we know yeah <laughs> man but we do feel it yeah you, you're right and i think that's a great that's a, actually a great i think answer like the best answer you could possibly give to that it's just yeah it's why is saying something that could otherwise be considered a negative or downer thing make you feel so yeah heal and i think you're right it's, it's the connect it's the fact that that it's like yeah like you, okay, I'm, yeah, not alone. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing. I, I don't think we're designed as, as human beings to, to be alone and, and be isolated. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, the whole COVID thing is, is so devastating uh, below the surface of the obvious things, you know, right. when you get down into people's emotions and, and, um, and struggles and, and uh, music, it does offer some form of, of universal connection. And, you know, yeah. maybe it's times like those that music is most important. I don't know, but right. it's interesting. I think you're right. I do. And plus we all have more time to, to do it now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, you mentioned earlier about um, you moved to South Africa for a couple years. Yeah. Talk, talk about that. Like that's a, where are you from originally? I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. He's from Alabama. How, wh yeah. how does an Alabama kid end up in South Africa? What, 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 what took you there? Well, so I went there because a friend of mine from Nashville introduced me to a girl just like via Facebook that, that was his, but his friend, because he ended up spending like six months out of every year there because he did mission work and he did poetry and a lot of stuff. And he's always trying to hook people up. <laughs> that's, that's he's a matchmaker he's the matchmaker so nice. yeah so he made one yeah so uh i went there with him or actually i went by myself when he was there and uh and stayed with him for about a month and uh spent time with uh the girl who's my wife now who um yeah there it and is there it is South that, Africa that the question. is where you yep. found yeah. your wife amazing yeah. and so yeah we uh we got married and then i uh she was going to move here 
but uh, I ended up ultimately we knew that was going to happen but there are certain reasons we decided that it was a good idea for me to move there for a little while first it was supposed to be maybe six months or something like that it ended up being a year and a half and uh yeah it, it, was, it was it was really cool very wow. different experience um did you get married there or in the states we got married here uh, in nashville and then then moved there or she already lived there but i moved there like i guess four days later or something like that wow yeah uh, it was cool. I got to play a lot of music, actually, and got to do a lot of different things um, music-wise that were were cool. There's some really amazing musicians there. Wow. And, uh, so were you yeah. making a living as a musician when you were there? It's actually... Um, hang on. There we go. Actually, yes. I was making a living uh, partially from playing... Uh, there was a church, I had a church gig that I was, that was regular. And I also was teaching singing lessons. I had about, I was teaching at a school. I had like 30 students. So between those two things, that was, uh, yeah, that's what I was doing. Wow. Very cool. Actually, it was cool though. Loved it. Um, is there, uh, is there anything that you want to share with everyone that um, is, is something you've been working on that you're getting ready to come out with, or do you want to draw attention to uh, yeah. anything that, that's out there would, would love to be able to turn people on to, you know, to what you're, what you're up to or what you've been doing. I have been under the radar. Sorry. Yeah. You asked me that a while back and I, uh, I got, I got off track. That's um, right. I've been under the radar for uh, quite a while because I've been working on, uh, well, for one thing, I've, I've just been busy, you know, I've got a, a wife now we have two kids and just, just keeping, keeping that together. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a full-time job big, right there. Yeah, pretty much. And um, so most of my music has been me playing freelance for other artists, um, you know, and keeping bills paid and stuff. But I have been, uh, I've been working on something for about two years that is, um, it's going to be very different. Um, musically, it's going to be, it's going to be me. It's going to be my stuff. Um, but it's going to be part of something that's bigger that I'm working on that I feel uh, like it's, it's a kind of a new direction for me. Uh, I've been actually working on a couple of books, writing a couple of books. Wow. And uh, yeah. And I had any intention of doing that. Um, it was just a whole lot of thoughts and things that were coming to me and that I, I realized that I was just wanting to, wanting to share to myself, <laughs> you know, that ended up turning into a lot of content. And I said, you know, I think this is supposed to be books. And so I'm gonna have an album eventually come out that will either be coming out with a book with it, or I might come out with the book later. I'm not sure exactly how I'm gonna do it that all That is yet. so cool. And wow. yeah, and it's, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be interesting. I, I, I've got a few different scenarios of how it could, how it could pan out, which, you know, it'll, it'll be one of those things where like what happens, happens. You know, it might have to do with the, it might have to do with like the finances or just the timing or the right connections or whatever it is. I don't know how it's gonna, yeah, I don't know the, the exact uh, layout of it yet, but right now I just feel like I'm supposed to be focusing on content. Um, just, uh, just getting it out, just getting the stuff written, getting the, the books written, getting the, the music written, and so, yeah, I'm still still going to be on the, under the radar for probably a little while. One thing that I am doing um, 
is uh, that, that we just decided in the past uh, couple of weeks. Uh, I've got to. Ha- I'm going to have my friend uh, Sid Blanchard. She does. You know Sid. She, yeah. She. Yeah. She. Uh, she's been over here helping my wife. She's my wife's doing the cooking show. She just started doing cool. Sid's in it. And uh, she's doing a lot of new cool stuff too. Awesome. And so we've been talking a lot and hanging out a lot. And she, uh, they kind of convinced me to start doing some live videos or not live videos, but just recorded videos, just me doing my acoustic stuff and kind of making them into a thing and trying to put them out maybe at least once a week. And so I said, well, you know, I need to, I need to uh, brush up on actual live performance. It's been a minute since I've done just, just guitar and vocal, Sure. you know, and, uh, and I really want to do some of this new stuff. Um, cool. So I said, you know, give me give me a couple of months. So I'm looking at in March. Okay. Or no, sorry, yeah, maybe April. Okay. Say, to start doing a weekly thing, um, to put out a video a week and doing right. that. And again, that's gonna I'll, I'll put some old stuff in there, but I want to do some new stuff. And so it'll be a challenge for me um, just to uh, to be willing to put out things acoustically that I have a big vision production wise for in my head, because I've got kind of this thing where I don't like anybody to hear it at all until it's like, till it sounds like exactly like I was talking about earlier, exactly what I wanted, you know, exactly what I was, I don't want anybody to hear it. So for me, it's a little bit of a different thing uh, to do that, to come out and just do it on an acoustic guitar and say, you know, this, this is, Here's the song. So the song is going to have to, the, the content's going to have to be good and the performance is going to have to be at least good enough for me to feel like it, it carries the song um, yeah. without, you know, hearing the whole thing. So uh, it's a little bit of ex- an exciting challenge for me awesome. uh, to do that. So, yeah, but that's right great. now that's, that's where I'm at. I'm going to pl- plan on doing that for maybe a year. And then hopefully after that, this album will start getting recorded in pieces and it'll, nice. it'll be Nice, yeah. man. I look forward to that. Can't wait to hear it. How can, um, if someone wants to hire you or, or um, check out, you know, your, your music, what, what is, what's the best way for people to reach out to you, get in touch with you, see, you know, see what you're up to? What's the best way? I, I think my Instagram is probably the thing where if people are going are gonna to message me, it's Aaron Cox Music. And I do a lot of, you know, direct messages and stuff on Instagram like that. Cool. Um, and yeah, and then you know you can you can email me at AaronCoxMusic at gmail dot com also, uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's um, any yeah anybody wants to hire somebody to do drums or or anything right now, I am yeah. excited about making a living. Cool, <laughs> aren't we all? Aren't we all? Well, Aaron, I, man, I I can't thank you enough for doing this. It's it's so great to talk with you and catch up with you. I feel like I haven't seen you ever. We need to, we need know, to connect right? very yes. soon. But um, but thank you so much for um, all your inspiration, all your gracious comments regarding the record. And man, I, I wish you and your family uh, all the best. And um, man, just looking forward to making music with you again. Likewise. Yeah, soon. Awesome, but I appreciate it. Thank you so much for letting yeah, me be a part well. and for doing this. And again, let me just reiterate, 
the album is awesome. Oh, bless you, man. It's, Thank it's you. awesome. And it's great to hear you singing all those lead vocals. Actually, that's the one thing that, that's the one reason that uh, that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of glad we didn't do it as much of collaboration as maybe uh, we were hoping to have time to do because maybe it's what pushed you to be able to get out there and sing. And I am really, really glad that that Thank happened. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. it. It's great. Yeah, Thank you me. sound awesome. So thanks well, again. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, everybody, thank you for checking out another episode and we will see you in the next video. Take care. God bless.